What am I willing to do to go get it? I push things aside just to go get it. I know my role and I play my position. You talking too much. Please learn how to listen. I never give up. I'm not quitting. Welcome back to the YI Network, where we interview every job occupation, A through Z, from the trash man to the CEO, and ask them why and how they started their profession so that you can find your dream job, too. I'm your host, Kojo Thompson, and today we have a very special guest with us. It is Edwin Rojas now. Since the age of 10, when he walked into a magic shop, Edwin has made entertainment his career. What began as a hobby has since grown into a family-run business that specializes in arranging personal appearances for celebrities, athletes, and Hollywood talent. So Edwin has a lot to share with us here today. So Edwin, shall I proceed? Kojo, yes, indeed. All right, Edwin, how are we feeling today? Doing terrific. Thanks for inviting me on this podcast. I Edwin, really appreciate thank you for you coming doing. on. Thank you for coming on. I am real excited. And I think everybody else is real, real, real excited to hear exactly what you do. So I'm going to go ahead and ask that question, Edwin, that everybody has been waiting for. Drum roll, please. And that is why, Edwin, why do you do what you do today? I like to make people happy. And I realize now I'm 58 years old, but ever since I left college, my whole purpose in life was just to make people happy. I started as a performer and I went on from there, but basically at the end of the day, we make people happy. Mm, mm, mm. I love it. I love it. I love it. And Edwin, walk us through the step-by-step process of what that is like, because again, you started at age 10. You're at the top of the totem pole right now. Take us back to the bottom of the totem pole, step one, day one? Well, you know, I was born in Miami. My parents were Cuban immigrants, uh, so they were working all the time. My sister and I were at home alone a lot because they were always working. And I was a really shy kid. I mean, super, super shy. If I went into a room and there was people there that I didn't know, I would just basically sit in, sit in the corner, shut up, and not say a thing. Mm. My mom, being a very wise woman, saw there was a magic shop near her home, mm. and she went and bought some tricks for me, and I started doing them, and I realized, hey, I have a talent for this. Mm. And then I realized when I did the tricks for people, they laughed and smiled, and I thought, wow, I, I can connect with other people through my shyness. Mm. And now that I'm in this business with entertainers and celebrities, I realized it's a, a lot. P- people don't believe it, but a majority of entertainers are shy people. Mm. And they chose to be in front of the spotlight, in front of a camera or on a stage, because that's the way, only way they can really feel comfortable connecting with people. Mm. So anyway, I, I was a performer my whole life. And it's I've been in the arts, as you said, since I was 10 years old. And everything's evolved from there, from being a shy kid, doing little tricks for my friends in the, in the neighborhood. And from there, it just exploded. I was in the cruise ship business for 25 years. Mm. I ended up uh, being a um, cruise director, which is in charge of the entire entertainment department on board vessels. I did that for 25 years or so. I ended that career going into the corporate office for celebrity cruises. I was in charge of booking all the entertainers for the nine ships, nine theaters floating all around the world. My budget was a million dollars a month. It was a huge job and I loved it. Mm. Um, 
the, with the bad economy in 2008, I was furloughed along with everyone else in my department. And then I became an agent for the biggest agency in the cruise industry. And a couple of years later, I said, you know what? I can do this. And then I started doing my own agency. And that's really everything in a, that's an elevator pitch of exactly what, what my life, life's career has been. But it started as a kid doing magic tricks in Miami. And now I'm in Las Vegas in the entertainment capital of the world. I love it. I love it. I love that answer right there. And Edwin, I'm going to have to ask you again. uh, I know you just told us, you know, it all started at age 10 with the magic shop, but please bring it back for us. Let's talk about that a little bit more. What were some childhood hobbies and habits that you think matriculated into what you're doing today? There's two. That's a great question. Uh, as I said before, being a performer, never you know, being shy and breaking out of it, of course, the performance side of it. Mm. But even when I was in my early, mid-teens, early 20s, mm. I was doing around 200 to 250 shows a year in Miami. And of course, you got to hustle. Back then, there was no internet, uh, there was no email. You know, it was knocking on doors, sending out flyers, spending tons of money on U.S. Postal Service fees, uh, mailing flyers everywhere. But I was hustling to try to get a gig, mm. and I was always a, a a student of business. I loved business. I loved the acquisition of sales. Uh, I read Business Week since I was like, probably 10, 12 years old. I subscribed to it for decades. Um, I went to school, Florida International University College. I studied business. I graduated with a BBA, Bachelor's of Business, business Administration in Marketing and Advertising. And I always loved working and getting the gig, getting the show, almost more than performing the show. I mean, I love to perform the show and make people happy and having the applause. And, you know, it's a great, great feeling, that rush of energy, a rush of adrenaline when you're on a stage and you have hundreds or thousands of people in front of you and they're all as one laughing together or applauding. It's, it's an energy rush like you'd never believe. But even more than that, I love getting the gig. When somebody says, okay, we'll approve it, send it to contract and you have the job. It's like, wow, I accomplished that. Now, so I was a performer and getting jobs. And I like getting the job more than performing it. And then when I started working cruise ships, because I, as I said before, I lived in Miami and Miami in the late seventies, early 1980s, uh, it was a very seasonal town, believe it or not, between May, which is the start of the heat and the humidity and hurricane season starts June 1st through September. It was, there was no conventions in town. There was really no tourists in town. People avoided it. It was hot, muggy, and not a very nice place to be. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get any jobs then. And I had moved out of my parents' house to go to college. I was a big man. I moved a mile away from my parents and got an apartment, but I wanted to be on my own. But I couldn't pay my rent in the summertime. Mm-hmm. And I was putting my rent on a credit card. And I go, you know what? This just doesn't work. This is not very smart and it's going to hit me in the butt later on. So I said, I need to get, find a job somehow in the summertime. And somebody told me on a lark, Oh, every one of those cruise ships in Miami that sails out of here has entertainment on board. I had no idea. Mm. And when I was a kid on my grandfather's lap, I remember fishing there in Miami beach and seeing the cruise ships leaving and cruise ships were part of Miami life. 
coming in and out, but I never really saw them. I mean, I never knew that there was entertainment on board. Anyway, knocked on doors, kept knocking on doors. And sure enough, my, as soon as I had graduated high school, uh, in that summertime before I started university, I got a job on a ship and I loved it. Absolutely loved it. And I worked my way through college, working every summer on the ships, taking that money and helping me with books and some of the costs for my dad helped me with college, but I had to pay some funds too. And that gave me pocket money. I paid my rent, paid my food, some college money. So that's what I did on my summers. Then when I graduated college, I said, I love this cruise ship thing and entertainment so much. I went on ships and sure enough on ships, I was there for, as I said, 20, 25 years. Mm. I ended up a couple of years after starting being a cruise director, which was in charge of mainly 80 people in the department, in charge of all the bands, all the dancers and singers, all the entertainers, mm-hmm. um, childhood programs, all, anything involving entertainment, you're in mm. charge. It's like 80 people. It's a department of 80 people. And I learned my management skills. I learned how to deal with people. It was, it was great. And, it, and that's basically it. You know, I went from a kid performing tricks to being the cruise director, which is really more business than show business. Mm. And then after the cruise ship career stopped, I went into business really full time. So it's been an an eventual progression an eventual evolution from being a performer to a business person. Mm -hmm. I love that answer so, so much. Everybody, everybody listening to this, you know, is at that bottom of the totem pole right now. Uh, and it's trying to figure out what they want. So it's good to know. It's good to know that everybody, no matter how big, I know that Edwin is at the top of the totem pole. I know he's booking celebrities with million dollar budgets a month, but he started at the bottom just like you. And if he can do it, guess what? You can do it too. So I love that answer so, so, so much, Edwin. Now, Edwin, here's what I want from you now. What's an average day like for you today? Well, I wake up really early around five thirty, six o'clock in the morning. And, mm. you know, I, and I would never think in my life I'd be there. But like when I was a performer, I used to stay up. Till, I used to stay up till six or seven in the morning and go to bed. And mm. Now I'm waking up at five thirty. And why is that? Well, I'm based in Las Vegas and a majority. Yeah. Majority of my clients are East Coast based. Mm. Uh, I was, you know, I'm a native of South Florida. I started my company in South Florida. So most of my major clients are there. So at nine o'clock in the morning in say New York, Florida time, mm-hmm. it's six in the morning here. Mm. So I'm up early. And usually to be honest, you know, I, the, it, my business is 95% email based, mm. um, some texting, phone calls. I mean, I could show you graphs of from when I started my company in two, 2009, mm-hmm. I would say it was mainly phone driven. And every year it's just less and less and less. And I said in the last five years, if you get a phone call, you like jump out of your seats. Like, wow, who's calling you? It mm. might be a bill collector. I don't know. You know, it's just nobody uses the phone anymore, but it's mm-hmm. all email based. So when I come up in the morning, 630, I have two espressos and I sit on my computer. And sure enough, there's probably 50 to 100 emails there to go through already. Mm. And it's, it's mainly business. So you love because, you know, if you don't have a sale, you don't eat. So you've got to bring in the business and it's, it's all email based. Mm. So I'm pretty much on email and on the computer from 6 a.m. And then here being West Coast based by 2.30, 3 o'clock, believe it or not, it really tapers off. So if I'm working on a project or whatever, I usually start it after 2.30, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And then the email really condenses down. And being a business owner, you never really stop. I mean, I might 
stop at four o'clock and take a nice five mile walk. Mm-hmm. But I come back as soon as I come back, I check my computer again to see if there's anything there or any follow-ups that I got to do mm-hmm. all day long. Uh, let's say for a celebrity, somebody calls a celebrity, you know, I'm contacting their publicist or their management or their agent or all three of those, or sometimes even their attorney just trying to get them. And then you have to keep following up and following up and following up to get all the details back and forth. Mm-hmm. And then when it's a done deal, it's a contract to my client and it's also a contract to the celebrity. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of legal involved and a lot of detail and minutia. And that's, a, that's what the day basically is. It's all email, contracts, some phone calls, uh, but it's mainly all email. And then uh, before I go to bed at night or even just sitting watching a sports game or a movie or whatever, I always have my phone beside me. And if an email comes in, I'm on it. I mean, I had several clients who said, my gosh, sending you an email is like having instant messaging. You're on it right away. I go, sure. I want to provide for my family. As soon as it comes in, I want to provide service. Mm. And it's all about service. You know, we, mm. I keep saying America, United States is a service economy, but there's a lot, the service, most places are like, eh, mediocre at best. And I believe in great service. Mm. I love that answer so, so, so much. And again, it is all about the relationship, keeping the relationship, those people, people is important. It's not Absolutely. about what you know, it's who you know. So make sure you treat those people right. And Edwin, here's what I want from you. What do you enjoy the most about what you do? I love the daily grind. I love the email following up with people. And I love sending somebody out and knowing they're going to do a great job. And of course, they make people happy. And at Mm. the end of the day, the next day, usually the client calls or emails says, so-and-so was amazing. Mm. And it doesn't make me more money, but it makes me feel great. Like, wow, we did some, we accomplished some good in the world. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so many things, negativity in the world right now. And as you can put a smile, even on one person, that you've accomplished a great deal in one day. Mm. And, um, I think it's terrific. I'm, I mean, that's my, my biggest joy is bringing smile to people's faces. Mm, mm, mm. I love it. I love it. I love it. Now, fortunately, the back end of that question is what do you enjoy the least? <laughs> uh, there's two things. I, there's one thing I already touched up on before. Uh, There was two classes in college, which I did not like in business school. One Mm. of them was accounting Mm -hmm. and one of them was law, business Mm. law. Mm -hmm. And those two things I deal with on a daily basis. And it used to really drive me nuts. Mm -hmm. Um, It took me forever to really get a hang of QuickBooks, which is an accounting software for the business. Mm -hmm. And I never liked it. I finally hired a CPA. I said, you take care of it. And then I discovered a new software called Zero X E R O, and I've been using that probably three, four, or five years now, mm-hmm. and it's amazing. It's very intuitive. You, mm-hmm. it's wonderful. My CPA says I don't have to do anything anymore except you're in taxes. Mm-hmm. But anyway, accounting is was a sore spot. Now not so much, but I don't really enjoy it. And the other is, of course, business law. I mean, dealing with contracts it's minutia and it's like reading, it's like reading the terms and conditions on iTunes. I mean, it's so boring and so dry mm-hmm. and I'm a outgoing guy now and I love people and I like making jokes and smiling. Mm-hmm. 
And that's not what it is. It's all about here's a comma here and you got to do this again. I don't enjoy it. I've got to do it and I do it well every day, but I don't enjoy business law contracts or accounting. I love it. I love it. I love it. And that is a very common answer for most of the guests that come on here. They love the craft, but man, oh man, that administrative paperwork. Yep. Nobody likes that. Nobody likes that. So uh, Edwin, here is what I am going to ask you next. And this right here is my absolute favorite question. And that is, do you think that grades mattered in school for the success that you have in your career today? That is the million dollar question. And in my opinion, and I come from a family, my, my maternal side are all educators. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandfather was a principal of a school in Cuba. When they immigrated to the States, him and my grandmother were professors in North Carolina at Guilford College. Mm-hmm. My aunts and uncles were all professors at the University of Havana and also in Guilford College. Mm-hmm. My mom was a public school teacher in Miami. My niece now continues a She's high in the school board, not school board, school administration in Miami-Dade County. Mm-hmm. So education and is very, very, very important in my family. Mm-hmm. And they would always say, you can do anything in the world, but you have to have an education. Mm-hmm. And then my grandfather, God rest his soul, he would say, you know, when the communists came, we lost everything. But the knowledge you have between your ears no one can ever take away from you. And that Mm -hmm. was ingrained in all of us. Mm. So I went to college and I got my BBA in marketing, as I said, but school grades, I don't think they're that important. In Mm. fact, but what I do think is there's a couple things. I think in college, you learn how to do stuff you don't really like. Mm -hmm. And a lot of like in business school, at least a lot of the projects are with a group. So you Mm -hmm. learn how to delegate or you learn how to take instruction. Basically, you learn how to work with others. Mm -hmm. And then the most important thing, and I can't stress this enough, and I tell both my boys, one who already got out of college and one who's a sophomore right now, Mm -hmm. it's the people you meet in college. Make friends. And if you don't stay in your little bubble, go sit somewhere differently in the library. Mm. Go eat lunch at a different place. You try to meet different people Go to any activity you can that's out of your comfort zone. Meet different people. You're going to make lifelong friends in school, in mm-hmm. college, university. Mm-hmm. And those people are going to be with you the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And it might just be personal relationships, but some of them, again, some of them can open doors professionally for you. They're going to be incredible opportunities for you throughout your career and your life. Mm-hmm. So school is a very important, in my opinion. Grades are not so important, in my opinion, and it's the people you meet. It really is the people you meet. I have a son right now, as I said before, my older son, he's 25 years old, I believe, right? Now. He's 25, and he's right now in the process, he taught himself coding, and he wants to be a coder, and he's been to three or four, maybe five or six, actually, in the last two weeks, trying to get a job, in job interviews, trying to get a job, and no one. No one has asked him for his GPA. They always ask what he did in school, what he learned, what groups was he with, what associations he joined, but no one asked about the GPA. So that's my answer. It's not, not cut and dry, but I think it's, it's uh, grades, not really, 
what you do with your time at school, very much so. And and may I add that I, I guarantee you that your, your son's applications also have a spot for references. So there's always any job you have, they always have a, a spot where it says, do you have any references? And that's what usually gets you the job. So again, please True. listen to what Edwin is saying to you when he says it is not about what you know, it is who you know. Treat the people right and the people will treat you back right. And uh, Edwin, that was an absolute perfect, perfect, perfect answer. Uh, now, here's what I want from you next. This word gets tossed around a little willy-nilly, so I'm just going to break it down a little bit for you. And that is, what do you feel that your impact is? And when I say impact, I mean, what are you devoted to? What is your devotion? I'm devoted to people. I love people. People say, do you collect anything? I said, yeah, I do. I collect good people around mm. me. Um, I like people with positive energy. Mm -hmm. I respect everybody that I'm near. Mm. If I feel, if I, if somebody else comes into our cert, uh, in my circle of friends or whatever, and this mm -hmm. new person is a little negative in energy mm -hmm. or whatever, so that, you know what? I don't need to be there. I have finite time in this world mm. and I want to make sure that I enjoy every second that I'm, of what I'm doing. Mm. Um, my impact is I'm very honest. And all my friends love me for it. Some of my clients might not like that. I tell them exactly what I think, mm -hmm. but I, I'm never vicious or anything like that. But I tell the truth mm -hmm. and I don't sugarcoat it sometimes. I, mm -hmm. You know, you sugarcoat it sometimes if you have to, but sometimes you just got to be brutally honest and say, well, they didn't like this because this isn't, oh, you know, and you, there's a silence on the phone or in a face-to-face -face conversation, but I'm, but I'm very honest. And, you know, uh, there's a great story. As I said before, I was a cruise director for 20-something years. When I moved to Vegas in 2014, shortly after moving here, we had an event at a big ballroom. I believe it was at the Wynn or the hotel doesn't matter. Anyway, I went to the mm -hmm. ballroom. There's a sound guy setting up the stage and the sound. And he comes to me and goes, Edwin. I go, yes. He goes, I'm so-and-so. You don't remember me, but I worked for you on the ship. 10, 15 years ago, whatever it was. Oh, well, that's cool. Nice to meet you, blah, blah, blah. You make mm -hmm. small talk. And then he had a sentence that really hit and it really, I felt really proud of. It. He goes, you were really, really tough to work for, but you were so fair. We all loved working for you. Mm. That's like, great. That's, you know, I used to tell people just, if you do your job description, you won't hear from me. If you don't do job description, uh, you're going to hear from me because, you know, I'm representing the company and you're mm. supposed to do X, Y, Z for your salary. And that's what you have to do. Mm. But I was always fair. I'm a humanitarian. I love mm. people. And I think that's my thing. I'm very honest. I love people and I treat people well. I love it. I love it. I love it. Please take notes. No matter what job you're trying to get into, please take notes. And Edwin, I am actually disappointed and sad that we are down to this last question. But that is, if there was one, just one piece of advice for somebody out there listening right now, who wants to be in the position that you're in today, what would that be? Honesty. I think it's something that's missing in our world. I mm. think if you're honest with people, they always come back to you. Mm. Point uh, Case in point, in the crew, in the celebrity booking business, there's a lot of people. Let's say, Kojo, you come to me and say, I want to book Sylvester Stallone. And this is all hypothetical, of course. And I say, oh, great. Let me look for him. And I find him. And uh, another agency would say, great. Sylvester Stallone is $50,000. So, okay. But Sylvester Stallone is charging them 
25,000. They've doubled the price. And that happens so, so often in my business. Mm. And the reason that they seek us out, and there's others that do the same thing we do, but we're in the, definitely we're in the minority, is what I call it's transparency, which is basically honesty. If I get the contract from Sylvester Stallone's team, I show it to the person. This is this $25,000. Great. And I said, well, I've got to make a profit margin. So our thing is we add 10% to it. So there's going to be two invoices to them. One's 25,000 for the talent and there's $2,500 for Rojas talent group. So at the end of the day, it's all about honesty. Uh, this thing of, you know, keeping the celebrity salary away from the person. I mean, those days it's going to come to an end. I mean, with the internet, everything is out there. People say, Oh my God, they know this. They know that. I'm a stern believer that in 10, 15, 20 years, all your personal details will be out there. And until the government realizes the social security number is not going to work anymore, everyone's going to have it. It's already out there anyway, if you search it up from the black web, dark web. Anyway, it's, it's, uh, I think honesty is the best policy. I love it. I love it. I love it. And Edwin, again, has been answering these questions absolutely perfectly all interview long. And Edwin, there's one more thing that I need from you before you go. And I really don't care if it's a website. I don't care if it's a social media link. I don't even care if it's a book, Edwin, something that I can leave down in the link in the description below so that my audience can reach yours. Please, please, please promote and shout it out now. Well, I'm a, I put a lot of show business information on my Twitter, which is Rojas Talent, R-O-J-A-S Talent. And then that's my website too, Rojas Talent, R-O-J-A-S Talent.com. Uh, everything is there, my contact information. I love talking to people. Feel free to reach out. Be loving talking to you. Uh, if you're you know, just starting out at a college or at a school and want to go in the arts, please give me a call. I'd love to help you out however I can. I think uh, I had a lot of great mentors in my life and I'd like to pass it on too. So feel free. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Please, 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 guys, take advantage of that link in the description below. Again, this is called the YI Network for a reason. That is because we are trying to put you guys in the circle of success. And if you are trying to achieve that success in your life, please add Edwin to your circle. Hit that link down in the link in the description below. Now, folks, as you know, there are three types of work, a job, a career, and a calling. Most people have a job. You're lucky if you find a career, but you are truly, truly blessed if you find your calling. And I really hope That me and Edwin helped you find it here today, folks. That is a wrap.